This is part two of episode five of Supernatural on the Rocks. Don't forget to go back and listen to part one first. Hello, welcome to another episode of Supernatural on the Rocks. I am Emily. And I'm Mandy. And you can find this podcast uh, basically wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, the internet. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, probably not Reddit, I don't think. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. We're partnered with our sister podcast, Glee on the Rocks. You'll find a ton of bonus content, some bonus episodes where we talk about all sorts of stuff with fandom and stuff that we like, just all sorts of fun, extra content for our listeners. So you can find and us if there. You, if you would like to request some supernatural content, if you have specific themes or, you know, anything yes. like that about supernatural and you want to join our Patreon, let us know. One of those bonus episodes is our little ongoing miniseries, That's My Ship. And one of those episodes is me going on for, I think, 45 minutes about Destiel. Yeah, that is really the origin story of this podcast. Yes, it really is. So really, we took the ship and then backtracked into this podcast. So if you have any interest at all in Destiel, you can start there and then come back to this podcast. So speaking of dead inside. Yes. We got zombies. Dead men don't wear plaid. <laughs> don't they, though? Because the Winchesters do, and they've been dead a couple times. True. Only recurring dead men wear plaid. Yes. The living dead. The dead are rising from their graves and just yeah. going home. Again, an episode that I kind of thought was going to be like a monster of the week because I didn't remember it too well, but no. Yeah. Ties back in eventually. I don't have a ton to say about this episode. I don't know if you do. My biggest takeaway personally is uh, Sheriff Jody Mills. I like her a lot. I do too. I love her calling their supervisor and recognizing Bobby. I was like, yes. finally, someone sees <laughs> yeah. through this, like, FBI hotline bullshit. We also got that shot of Bobby with his various phones. Like, I love this Imagine his up. phone bill. I know. Yeah. Yeah. AT&T is like, and how many lines go to your house? Yes. <laughs> what the uh, fuck? I did think it was funny that Sheriff Mills was a character that Jim Beaver played on Harper's Island. <laughs> wow, the, yeah. the writers here are really... Yeah. Just digging out names. I feel like when they're naming a character, they just pull up the IMDB for the mm -hmm. actor. And they're like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, the next time Jensen Ackles plays someone, they're going to be like, so yeah. it's going to be David Winchester. They also, and I don't know, like this is a little bit more of a reach. So I don't know that they planned this if they'd already cast Jody Mills. But Dean makes a joke about the sweet life of Zach and Cody in... Oh. One of the 2009 episodes, and then Kim Rhodes, who plays Jody Mills, is Zach and Cody's mom on that show. <laughs> it's a small just, world just, after all. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know if you have a, a ton to say about this one. I don't really. I don't really. Yeah, I mean, I we got another, like, closer look at Bobby's life. Mm -hmm. fleshed him out a little more but you know we'd already seen karen um the original actor that played her was pregnant apparently mm, <laughs> i was gonna decided, say like this is not the same wife yeah they decided not to have a pregnant zombie <laughs> okay but that would have been some interesting like how is she pregnant yeah, yeah that actually would have been funny but yeah so that's why they recast the actress interesting okay and then of course sheriff mills gets her you know family killed yeah, you know, you can't have happy people on Supernatural. Of course not. Mm -mm. Gotta be some trauma that, like, bumps them over into the hunting lifestyle. Yep. yep. Well, because if she had a husband and a kid, then yeah. she wouldn't team up with the Winchesters when they need yeah. her. Obviously not. But yeah, that that's really all I had about that one. It was it was a fine episode. I didn't hate it, but yeah, it wasn't amazing. Yeah, agreed. Well, we do move on to the dark side of the moon. 
where Sam and Dean are killed in the cold open and go to heaven for the first time. Is it the first time? I was confused about... Um, I mean, I guess it's the first time that they know of. That they, that they know of. Well, that we see them in heaven. Yeah, okay. I remembered this opening because, like, we, we've seen them, like, die before. But here, they're just straight up murdered by other hunters like they they're kind of blindsided in a motel and just shot which is not usually how we see sam and dean die it's they're killed by humans and it's that's ballsy like it's kind of surprising so dean wakes up in the apollo in the impala and sees a young sam and off he goes and they're playing with fireworks and he gets to be happy I love the music cue of, you know, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Like, amazing. He does hear Cass over the Impala's radio telling him to follow the road. Because obviously the first voice he's going to hear is Sam, or is uh, Cass. Cass, yeah. Just, Just makes sense. Just makes sense. He finds Sam in his own memory of a Thanksgiving from when he was 11. A less enjoyable memory, it looked like basically they're they're finding each other in heaven they're trying to get to or their zachariah is searching for them in heaven and they find themselves at the roadhouse which has been rebuilt and they run into ash who tells kind of of a trip to see ash again i was excited to see ash yeah. yeah ash tells them that they have died numerous times they just don't remember it which seems fair and that he kind of explains the geography of heaven, that everyone gets their own little personal heaven bubble, and the Garden of Eden is at the center. Soulmates get to share, but most people can't leave their own heaven, which mm. does make heaven sound like it sucks, <laughs> frankly. Basically, like, here's your fantasy that you're stuck forever in. Yeah, here's like a little fantasy memory, and you can never leave it. It's a sim world of you. Yeah. Mm, sucks sorry but ash is special and he can shortcut his way around so they find pamela pamela forgives them for getting her dead which i also think is bullshit yes i would have held a grudge for a little bit longer than that i I would too yeah i think that's that sucks it's actually kind of confusing like what they're supposed to be doing in this heaven like this episode overall kind of confused me yeah it did to me too like uh, yeah like zachariah is chasing them down in heaven ash is giving them a shortcut through like a weird computer matrix i don't know that was weird to the garden he's joshua like oh there's like a very stereotypical black man in the garden who is joshua and he's like the voice of god and yeah. says that God is actually on Earth, and God's message is just like back off. He knows what's going on and doesn't think that it's his problem. And Dean's like, "So uh, God's just a deadbeat dad." Yeah, it's all very weird. Like, what? A, what is even the point here? Because they get sent back to Earth and back to the hotel where they remember dying this time, and they remember heaven. Why did they go? Was it to what happened? Why do we think this episode exists? To explain heaven or to tell us that God yeah. is on earth? So that Cass can use any means he can find to talk to Dean through technology. I guess. That's why it exists. But yeah, no, it, it left me a little bit confused. I mean, we do like, also it kind of bothered me that like Sam's fantasy is like the family life he never had. And Dean is upset mm-hmm. by this. He's like hurt by this. Mm hmm. But we also, like, something we see multiple times is Dean wanting, like, a family life. Like, yeah. That, that was that was kind of Dean's thing. We see that all the time. Yeah. So I was a little bit confused as to why suddenly that's what Sam wanted. Also, did you did you know Sam is uh, new at McKinley? Did you catch that line? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, it's the crossover we all wanted. Yes. <laughs> Sam is the new student at McKinley. He's... It actually turns out that these podcasts are dovetailing together and they're now yes. going to be super glee on the rocks. <laughs> oh. 
Sam is actually going to be the new choir director, just given yeah. his age. And they'll be competing at regionals in Kansas. Yes. Singing Carry On, Wayward Son. I was going to say, Dean's going to show up as one of the judges. Amazing. Oh my god, he would hate it. Well, that's Nightmare. the musical episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, I'll do this later. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really have anything else for this episode. Well, so at the very, very end, obviously when Dean is back to life, the very first thing he does is call Cass. Yes. And has to break it to Cass that that god is on earth and has yeah. been and poor broken-hearted Cass has mm. he gives dean back his amulet and dean just throws it away because they're, they're... the letterman jacket, <laughs> letterman jacket. <laughs> he'll always have those rib tattoos yeah exactly so everyone's a little emo about god being a dick yeah. and not everyone's having a great time so i and you know this next episode is also kind of a weird bummer it is yeah which, you know, there's like some cool guest stars, but they all, I mean, it just feels like bleh. One of the guest stars is Michael Shanks, who is Alexa Doig that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's um, Stargate. Yeah, she's actually in Stargate too. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, and this, I mean, I watched this episode, but I have to say a lot of it, I was just like, meh. <laughs> like, so these are, it's a town that they're aware of the apocalypse and they are kind of training to fight and kill demons. It's like a super religious town and there's a, the pastor's daughter seems to be a prophet, but this town is turning into like a weird fundamentalist compound. And, you know, they, she has a, the, this girl has a vision that only the chosen will be resurrected on judgment day and there'll be paradise on earth. And, you know, there's a curfew and no cell phones and no booze. And it's just, it's very, very Puritan vibes, very Puritan vibes. Yes. Thank you. And cash finally shows up in the episode and he's apparently drank an entire liquor store because he's still sad about God. Huh. And he sees this girl, this, supposed prophet and just like he's not she's not a prophet she is the whore of babylon and i was like did we need this <laughs> like i mean yeah okay that's a thing in the bible but like is this i feel like there's something they could have done with that concept that might have been cool yeah but this didn't really sell it for me no and and Cass was saying that her this that character's goal is to condemn as many souls to hell mm -hmm. as possible does this matter like what is going on and there's a line in it of like on a good day you get to kill a whore like did we, do we need this yeah right now so they cast gives them like a stake made from a cypress tree in babylon and it has to be a true servant of heaven to kill her and they cast tries to do it but collapses because he's fucking drunk off his ass Dean eventually does it because he is a true servant of God, even though he's been yeah. real kind of, well, kind of a shithead lately. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This was just, it was like the second weird episode in a row. And like at this point in the season, I was starting to just get very, I don't know, annoyed or I don't I, know what I, I was getting. This is, this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit because I know we're going to discuss overall feelings on it afterwards, mm -hmm. but I don't think I liked this season. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Maybe that's there what were it is. A few, yeah, there were a few fun episodes, but mostly, like, from the last episode on, even though, like, those two were the high point of, like, confusing meh, I still didn't really feel enthusiastic about it. Mm -hmm. Just I very much I, felt like I had to just watch them. Like, all yes, right, I got to finish. It was a bummer. I knew it was not going to get less depressing. They had already mm. killed, like, multiple of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was just weird. I was definitely, like, not excited to watch a lot of these episodes. Yeah. Um, which sucks, because I really, I, I like the show. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. And I think maybe it was how long it takes to get to the inevitable showdown between Michael and Lucifer. And you're just like, can we just do this? Yeah. Like, can we just do it? And I guess the trivia for this episode is it's called 99 Problems and it's the 99th episode. Ah, uh, yes. Which means this next episode is the 100th episode. Dean is, well, he's going to decide to say yes to Lucifer. Mm -hmm. But, well, Adam shows up. 
crawling out of the mud in the woods. And if you don't remember Adam, the show barely does either. Yeah, really. It took me a second. I yeah. had to be like, wait, yeah, this familiar. Adam is their half-brother. And while Adam was in heaven, the angels told him that he was the chosen one and the sword of Michael. And that he was going to be the one to kill Lucifer. Because if we don't remember, he is also John Winchester's son. So he's plan B. It's not the worst idea. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, it's not It's not the worst damn idea. So there's there's quite a lot in this episode. Some of it's a little shippy. This is the line or the time we hear Dean saying cast not for nothing the last time the last person who looked at me like that i got laid yeah, where the fuck did that come from <laughs> like apparently jeremy carver <laughs> thanks jeremy i mean there were a million options you could have gone with for that line like hey why I are you staring at me exactly do i do i have something on my face <laughs> <laughs> did i spill on my shirt but not fantastic flawless choice you made there not why you I fucking me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. Dean, the other, the other part, there's a lot. Dean tells Sam that he just doesn't believe in him, which has been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, he thinks that Sam is going to say yes to Lucifer, which we all do too, I think, frankly. Yeah. So when he says we know when satan takes him over that there has to be someone there to fight him so that's kind of his reasoning for wanting to say yes to michael that it has to like if it's inevitable that lucifer is going to get his vessel then he needs to say yes to michael to be like dueling it out cast does not care for this shit and (laughs) beats the fuck out of dean which shouldn't be hot because but it's like really hot and it's because because Cass tends to monologue when he hits Dean. And what he says is, like, I rebelled for this so you could surrender to them. I gave everything for you. And this is what you give to me. What? Who says that? A husband says that. Like, yeah, it really. A legally wedded partner says that. He doesn't says he doesn't say we. Yeah. It's not like this team. It's not this group. It's not this like adventure we're on. It's like I and you and you and me. And I just, I don't know. Did the writers never like read their shit? Did they never look at the dailies and be like, it's gay? They just threw some stuff on the page and were like, that's fine. That'll like, play. Like, no, that's fine. I don't get why mm-hmm. anyone thinks this is a yeah. little queer. No. Do you think this is queer? Does anyone think? No, this is super straight. This Fantastic. is just two bros hitting each other. Yeah. Exactly. It was press. So, anyway, the non-gay part of this episode. Mm-hmm. Will Zachariah grabs Adam and confesses that he's not actually the chosen one. Just bait. Which is, that's pretty shitty. That's pretty sad. So obviously yeah. Dean has to try to rescue Sam and Adam. Yeah, and Adam really, he he had some aspirations and instead got forced to vomit blood yeah things in that weird little yeah. room that zachariah takes people to with the burgers yeah. th- good things do not happen in this room no no would not yeah. like i would decline that dinner invitation i would i would too sam gets saved but adam gets trapped in the room i think because there can only ever be two winchesters at a time <laughs> apparently yeah there didn't so. seem to be any other logical reason why adam couldn't yeah. be saved do, we did forget there were five other bad angels in the mix Cass carved the banishing symbol into his own chest and sent them all away including himself so here's another instance where Cass has been disintegrated this is like what the second time third time he's died i don't know it's fucking wild and so was the next episode the hammer of the gods yes yeah this episode is fucked up yes it's very fucked up i just i don't even know how to talk about this episode there's I suppose we could talk about it in different ways or ignore it altogether. <laughs> yeah. Sam and Dean check into the Elysian Fields Hotel, which is a reference to ooh, Greek mythology. Yeah. I want to back up real quick. I don't even remember what episode it is anymore, but it's one of the episodes where they couldn't understand what 
the one person was saying to them because they were speaking another language. Why have they never learned like Spanish or French yeah. or anything <laughs> given that they travel across the country fucking endlessly? Also, like Sam is supposed to be super smart anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These guys, like it's 2009 at this mm-hmm. point. They got phones with some translator apps. Yeah. Like, should they, that scene before kind of bothered me. Like, have you just not learned Spanish yet at some point? Like, you spend half your time in the American South. Like, come the fuck on. So for, like, this hotel to be called the Elysian Fields, shouldn't one of them have just been like, I don't like the name of this hotel. (laughs) Someone understand that reference, please. Shouldn't at least Sam have been like, this hotel is named Death. Yes. I don't like it. The front desk guys, Mercury, they're all gods. Mm. There's bad things happening here. We get a bunch of non-monotheistic gods brought together. I I did like the idea that there's like this Judeo-Christian apocalypse upon them and they're kind of like fucking pissed about it. But it also does beg the question of what responsibility do the non-Christian deities have over? Like, like what's the NATO situation when it comes to religion like yeah are they just averting their eyes they're like oh no that's 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 christianity's deal to work out right yeah because like michael and lucifer are fucking shit up for everyone but clearly there are other gods so like do they get together and stop it like or not because because they need worshipers to right i mean why don't they just zap michael and lucifer away don't they hold equal power because I'm surely the show isn't going to say that Christianity is more powerful than. It's also like a bit odd that none of them would care that much. You, you would think there would be some, some boundaries. Like, oh, you're going to eradicate all of humanity. Wait, yeah. actually, some of that's our territory. Yeah, like mm, some of those are. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe we want Indiana as well. Like. Yeah. Maybe we want to be worshipped by some of those people in Florida. I don't know. So yeah, I just, as soon as they bring in other religions, you're like, so what's, what are the rules? Who get, is there a coalition? If they all get together, then they're all acknowledging each other's presence. So don't they all now have to acknowledge each other's sovereignty? I don't understand. So now they have Sam and Dean. They have Michael and Lucifer's vessels as bargaining chips. Gabriel shows up, but they know him as Loki, which is weird. Because wouldn't, wouldn't there be a real Loki? You would think, yeah. So that's... Does the real Loki just be like, oh, guess someone's committing identity theft again? Yeah. And Gabriel slash Loki has a thing with Kali. So Gabriel is trying to convince them that they can't beat Lucifer, which again, doesn't seem right. Like they're all fucking gods and they're yeah. older than Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> really, if, if you're going by like christianity versus the other religions like like why the fuck wouldn't yeah kind of the new kids on the block they really are like why wouldn't odin beat lucifer maybe that's it maybe they're just like jesus showing off again yeah they'll settle down eventually yeah they're they're just just, like they're kind of not taking it seriously they're like "Ah, whatever because it'll never work they'll tire themselves out like if we're gonna thunderdome this i think Uh kali and odin can take lucifer yeah a lot of questions (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah yeah so dean says that he'll help them kill lucifer who who shows up because mercury called him to the party and then gets killed so now we've like killed one of the one of the ancient greek deities like what the fuck is happening or no really that would piss someone off is now mercury roman because of the name mars Uh, is rome mars is roman mercury is greek Right, I think. It's been a while. I missed. I missed that phase as a kid. (laughs) How did you miss that phase? We all had that phase. I was too busy watching Star Trek. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So Gabriel confronts Lucifer, and they have like a. It's such a weird argument. Like Dad loved Lucifer the best, and then humans were brought into the mix, and Lucifer couldn't handle being Dad's second best, and like it's time for Lucifer to grow the fuck up. And uh, Lucifer stabs Gabriel, and that's some bullshit. And I don't care for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. I don't like it. Can't stand it. Do they have a lot about that? Gabriel does leave Sam and Dean a Casa Erotica video, <laughs> which is weird. 
that's a that's a choice telling them that they can try to trap lucifer back in his cage using the four rings from the horsemen isn't it convenient that they already have two i know they're just it's so lucky that they were collecting those along the way i know and no one even told them to it's so weird pestilence then arrives in a cloud of covid and is maybe one of the grossest things on the show in my personal opinion wanted to pull the hand sanitizer out just watching i wanted to put my mask on did you see that his license plate read sick and tired yeah i did (laughs) i was like same (laughs) yeah actually me too you're making points there sir i was like i wanted my mask i wanted six feet of distance from the tv i know this is really the the next step yeah the next episode is is his big one or is that 521 uh yeah because this is the devil you know and we get um yeah crowley kind of shows back up here telling sam and dean how to find the rest of the rings and this is so crowley leads them to brady the handler for pestilence and this is like the conversation around this weird swine flu vaccine because there's like a super infectious strain of swine flu and like a scientist gets stabbed with a syringe. And I was like, you need to get this off my screen. Yes. <laughs> right now. It's too yeah. soon to hear about a company cranking out vaccines for a deadly mm-hmm. pandemic. Like, I don't want to nope. hear about it. I don't want to look at it. Get it I out know, of here. I know this episode was like 13 years ago, but it is too soon. I know. And I was like, oh, aren't they so clever with swine flu? Like, get out of my no. face. Nope. So so the, the Winchesters are back working with Crowley, which is great. Crowley's been tracking the Winchesters, mm-hmm. which is fine with me. I don't really give a shit. But he says to know the demon who helps out Pestilence named Brady, which is a cute name for a demon. But he is the possessed CEO of a biotech company. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Yeah. Is that yeah. my boss? Um, yeah, Crowley doesn't want Sam to come with them to go capture Brady because of the, the demon blood. Which also uh, yeah. seems fair. Uh, also seems fair. Yeah, that, uh, that does seem fair. That, yeah. That's a valid point there. Yeah, valid point. So Sam is uh, thinking about letting Lucifer in and then jumping his ass into the cage. Which again, that seems like a valid point. Yeah, I mean, that that's a plan. That actually seems like a plan, considering the rest of their fucking plans never work. Like, as um, viewers, at this point, are we supposed to be thinking, oh no, anything it takes to save Sam? Because I guess. I'm not. <laughs> Honestly, if the stakes are supposed to be like apocalypse raining on Earth or one dude, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, trolley problem that and say sorry, Sam. You're yeah, out. I, I think what we're also forgetting is that the show was supposed to be about Sam Winchester and not Dean. Oh yeah, no, sorry, they tried, <laughs> but nah. Yeah, I, I think we we forget that the show was supposed to be the Sam Winchester show, and frankly. I oh I care but like I care because he's Dean's brother yeah <laughs> I care that Dean has feelings and they'd be hurt uh-huh but yeah, me I too. still still would rather see Sam in a cage Thank you yeah for I mean I'd rather humanity be yeah. safe and one dude be gone yeah so it turns out that Sam and Brady have history they were at Stanford together and that Brady has been possessed this entire time he introduced Sam to his girlfriend, Jess, because Yellow Eyes, our good buddy Yellow Eyes, is the one who sent Brady to Sam to put him and Jess on a collision course to get him onto the supernatural path. Because it's all fate. It's all, all destiny. All planned. No one makes their own decisions. And they had to put this much effort into these two guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, For them was- to cause them this much trouble. Did they really just have like a guardian angel and a guardian demon? I mean, what if what if like someone had stepped down in front of a bus at the wrong moment? Would would like they just have been like fuck? They're in heaven again. Just send them back down. I think so. I mean, I kind of get the impression that, that, that happened. Yeah. Yes, that like yeah, yeah, that 
given the neglectful upbringing they had with yeah. John. John did. accidentally killed his son 73 times. Yeah. And just somehow thought he was a great dad who managed yeah. to get his son through it. Yeah, like a little malnutrition yeah. here and there. Like someone just give him a little extra calories. In a penultimate episode, two minutes to midnight, Bobby uh, goes ahead and sells his soul to get Death's location. This does not have as much impact as I thought it was going to have. This doesn't. Yeah. Bobby selling his soul doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't really do anything. So I was like, ah, all right. <laughs> I think I think for me, part of it is that I like Crowley. And part of that comes from later seasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't view Crowley as that much of a threat. I don't know if maybe like we didn't know anything about how he turns out. Maybe. That might have seemed like a more dangerous deal. Yeah, that could be. I think he's also charming. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah, there's that. Being fucking charming really helps. Yeah. So Cass is back again. He's in a hospital, which is funny because that means whoever is resurrecting him stuck him in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get you out of the way. Let's, let's yeah. get you somewhere safe for a let's, few minutes. Let's put this little almost human in a hospital. So Sam and Dean are going after Pestilence, who well, he's hanging out in an old folks' home, mixing up diseases in patients for fun. There is, oh, and the Winchesters get the sickness too, because, you know, it's yeah. just fun to watch people get sick. I, I I do also have to admit I skipped parts of that. You didn't, you don't want to watch people just uh, throw up all over the place? I super didn't. I, I again... I'm, I have some trouble with these are like the four horsemen of the apocalypse and human cast just shows up mm-hmm. is a little sick. There's barely a speck of an angel in him and he just grabbed a knife and cut off Pestilence's finger. Yeah. Like aren't, shouldn't That's... this be harder to fucking kill these dudes? But, well not kill them, but cut their fingers off. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Chicago, there's going to be a storm that kills three million people. I guess this is because death has arrived in Chicago. Also, a Bamf. Yes. Love the actor who plays Death. So cool. There's a vaccine, like we talked about in the last episode. Or last episode. <laughs> Feels like it. Yeah. Last episode of the show, not of our podcast. Yes. The vaccine for the swine flu is actually just fo- full of Croatoan virus, which is maybe Republicans' worst nightmare for the COVID vaccine. Is that what they thought was going to be going out? Maybe they all watched Supernatural. And thought that that's what we were getting for our COVID vaccines. I mean, I do believe there are some QAnon theories <laughs> I think that are probably akin to that. I think so. Yeah. So, you know, Crowley, <laughs> one, of, one of my notes here is just like, remember when we used to hunt Wendigos? Because that's what they yeah. were talking about here. Yeah. Like, you're going after death. We're trying to keep well, millions of people from dying. So Crowley gives Dean a scythe to scythe? Scythe? to go after death and he also helps bobby walk again because he's a nice guy this is why we like crawley it's nice to see i mean actually i'm gonna finish that sentence before i even finish it bobby walks again and of course they weren't gonna leave a character disabled yeah which annoyed me yeah like bobby the character is happy about it and it's nice to see bobby happy but it's kind of shitty that his being a paraplegic is something that was just like a short-term plot point. Yes. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I guess it say at least it was a supernatural healing and not like, <laughs> oh, he just worked so hard and suddenly yeah. if you too work hard enough. But yeah, I, I agree that it could have had a, a different route with Bobby. They weren't going to do that. They they hadn't even nailed how to keep a woman alive on the show. No. Much less no. are they going to work any kind of other minority in. Of course not. Not in season five. And not, well, I mean, we get Eileen later. Yeah. But that takes. Takes them, takes them a while. Mm-hmm. So, so Dean goes after death, which uh, he does uh, pretty frequently, honestly. Yeah. You know, they have kind of an interesting conversation that death and Dean death talks about how god too will die and he he says that lucifer has bound death to him and has made him like a weapon through some sort of spell and he offers to give dean his ring if he promises to do whatever it takes to put lucifer back in his cell including 
letting Sam jump yep. into the pit. They're so close to what would have made the most sense. Mm-hmm. But Dean doesn't really have any intention of following through with that. No. I would think that Dean would, or Death would be able to read his mind, honestly. Yeah, you would think. Again, with those convenient, disappearing, not abilities, but like... He's a fucking Abilities horseman. that range, yeah, that range wildly depending on what's useful at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, Death's line about, you know you can't cheat Death. Like, I think Dean can. Yeah, yeah. Like, you would know your Death. You've seen him die how many times? That's an, that's a very idle threat considering who you're talking to. Super idle. So death tells Dean how to operate the rings because apparently you have to like put them together for them to do something like a little Jenga jigsaw puzzle. Needed the instruction manual. Yeah, a little instruction manual for these fucking things. And meanwhile, Sam's job is going to be stopping the croatoan virus or vaccine. And he's going to have to like drink a ton of demon blood to be able to keep his mind while Lucifer possesses him. I feel like they didn't do that good a job of throwing off the scent from the fact that it was always going to end with the demon blood being Mm. like a tool that he uses as Mm -hmm. opposed to something he needs to resist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I kind of like that he's got like a little superpower personally. Since he, since he conveniently lost the other ones. Yes. Remember when he could like (laughs) sense (laughs) things? That was so cool. That was a thing that might've been useful in this season. Right. Maybe he could have just sensed where Lucifer was. Yeah. So we're at the finale. I do have a bit of trivia first, Hit and me. I really loved this one. Sam and Dean search for pestilence in a nursing home named Serenity Valley, which was, I don't know if you ever watched Firefly. Uh, yeah. But yes, yeah, so Serenity Valley was the battle. Of course, Mark Shepard was in that, and Ben Edlin, the executive producer for this episode, was a producer on Firefly. Amazing. So again, they just like flipped through the IMDb and were like, what reference? What are we like? Are we using? I love Firefly. Yes. Firefly was so good. Kind of. I mean. It had problems. It had problems, but I have much fond nostalgia for it. Me too. Me too. Yeah, finale. Yes, we've made it to the finale. It's only been nine hours. Yeah. So hungry. Oh my god, it's been three hours. (laughs) I know. So this episode is framed around the Impala. Yes. I liked that opening. I did too. Uh, it, it was it was a nice break from what I expected. Yes, definitely. You know, we talk about how it was first owned by Sal Moriarty, a man giving Bibles to the poor, and then to John Winchester. And it was cute to hear about the, yeah. the 1967 Chevy. So, you know, Dean says that he is in. He's on board with Sam's plan to mm-hmm. let Lucifer take him over and jump into the pit. So on the way to Detroit, Sam tells Dean to promise not to try and break him out of hell which i think is important because like as soon as he does yeah. <laughs> isn't lucifer yeah. just gonna like follow him out i mean that that could basically be lucifer's plan b yeah right plan if c. i get in it's okay dean will get me back out. yeah like i'll just uh hitch a ride back out yeah so pretty quickly get taken to meet lucifer which i appreciated that we're not gonna spend our whole time traveling he knows about the horseman's rings which, again, is, like, how much does Lucifer know and what does he not know? Like, what what are the rules here? Because yeah. he's just... Lucifer's really an archangel, but he's more powerful. I don't know. He he wants to wager around inside of Sam's head. So he gets to take control of Sam, but if he loses, he's done. So a battle of wills. Dean uses the rings to open the door. Obviously, Lucifer takes control. Did this surprise you? No. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Thank you. <laughs> no. No, it's fine. So this is the, we have a Samifer. This is the yes, this, this is the rival of Samifer. This is is this the second time an actor plays another version of his character or the face of his character? Third. So Dean yeah. has played future Dean, Cass has played future Cass, and now Sam is playing Lucifer. Yeah. So, you know, inside of his head, Sam is battling Lucifer. But, you know, that's not going to work out at first. So Dean calls up Chuck, who knows where the big fight between Lucifer and Michael will be. An old graveyard back in Lawrence. They, you know, meet up with Michael. And 
Lucifer kind of explains why they're fighting, which maybe they like should have done before. Yeah. Like maybe like talked this out before. That's, yeah. I was gonna say that's, that's some, that's a conversation that could have been had earlier. I think so. Yeah. But you know, Lucifer really kind of tries to explain that he doesn't, he doesn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. He blames God for making them do this. He says there's no reason for this. He just wants to like walk off the chessboard. And at, in this moment, it's really Michael who is the one who cannot rebel from God's original orders. And this is, yeah, this is that humanizing is the wrong word, but Lucifer. Yeah. That, um, you know, showing some balance to the conflict. The force. Yeah, it is. It's like we've never really had an insight into Lucifer. It's really just been the perspective yeah. of Sam and Dean. And like, and it was just like assumed, oh, Lucifer, bad guy. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you always get from Christian mythology and theology. And here it's like, why are we doing this? Now, why at any point during the last 22 episodes, Lucifer hasn't just like... Yeah. <laughs> that could have been an email. <laughs> this meeting could have been an email. Yeah. <laughs> this season could have been an email. Lucifer. Yeah. That's the title of the episode? <laughs> the season could have been an email? Yeah. You're right. The The rest of the gang shows up. Dean, Dean Cass, and Bobby arrive. Cass throws some holy fire at Michael, who is in the body of Adam, yelling his classic line, hey, Asput. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That alone is is worth the final Pr- episode. Watch. Price of admission. <laughs> yes. Lucifer is not happy about someone else killing his brother, so he just straight up explodes Cass. And that caught me off guard. I forgot that happened. <laughs> I was like, well, I know that doesn't stick, but you got me there for a second. Yeah. Just, he just pops him. Yeah. Lucifer also kills Bobby and then beats the shit out of Dean. So it's not, it's not great for anybody. But then memories of the Impala shake Sam loose from his battle in, in Lucifer's head. He opens the ca- the, the gates to the cage grabs michael throws them both into the cage and it closes behind them and then nothing bad ever happens again on supernatural no that's it's surprising yeah. that the next 10 seasons are all just really pleasant but super weird right like cass and they Dean made a married. choice yeah they I mean, raised I really a enjoyed i really enjoyed that entire season where it was just their honeymoon as they traveled europe yeah yeah i mean it was fun yeah. it was really relaxing it was kind of like a british yeah. cereal it was nice we earned it after the stress of this season. I think so. so yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, while Dean is uh, kneeling there, probably bleeding internally, Cass reappears, re-angeled, thinking that God brought him back new and improved. He heals Dean. He brings Bobby back to life. Does he heal Dean? Or does he leave it that way? I forget. Well, he brings Bobby back to life. Cass thinks he should return to heaven Meanwhile, Dean is just yeah. super pissed at God. Yeah, Dean really little, little car talk. Little car talk. Either Dean wants yep. to die or bring Sam back. There's like no in between. Yeah. So what does so, he do instead? He hmm. goes to see a lady. I mean, Cass did just nope out of the car, literally, as they were talking. <laughs> so he maybe should have stayed longer. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. A little bit. Uh, yeah, Cass is still working on his conversation skills. Yeah. He'll get there. So, you know, Dean goes to see Lisa, the that, that lady who used to be his girlfriend. Chuck has some voiceover about them being up against gods and angels, demons and devils, and how they chose family. And isn't that the whole point? Yeah. And yeah, this could have been a series finale, except for yeah. Sam standing outside of Lisa's house in the dark right before the episode ends. And it it would have made a good finale. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know room for interpretation there's room for conversation there's questions but there's some answers you know and again nothing bad ever happens again and we never thought about supernatural ever ever no we just randomly decided to do this podcast (laughs) (laughs) 10 years later so yeah given that this is incredibly long i'm gonna go ahead and say i feel like most of the themes i want to talk about we discussed in the process of talking about the episodes definitely did and I, I genuinely do not remember what's coming up in season six. 
I remember one specific thing about it, but for the most part, I'm going to be jumping into the next season without remembering how anything gets resolved. Yeah, I mean, a couple kind of wrap-up points here are that Sam's sideburns are getting offensive to me. I I hate sideburns in the first place, and they're starting yeah. to crawl across his cheeks, and I'm just, I really, I really hate it. I did like in this season that you can hear Jensen lowering his voice to try to match Misha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. poor Misha. He, he made that choice initially, and yeah. everyone around him paid for it. Everyone had to see a doctor afterwards. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we really did cover a lot of what we had talked about we were going to talk about. Yeah, you know, yeah, our themes were, you know, pitting the brothers against each other on the celestial scale. And, you know, this constant push and pull of fate versus free will, which really is just this running theme throughout the entire series. Here, yeah, here it's very apparent with the plot of the series. I think the show in these early seasons has just like a very specific plot of mm-hmm. there is an apocalypse and we have to stop it, right? Yeah. I think in later seasons, some things get a little more nebulous of what they're trying to do with like the men of letters and <laughs> the Leviathan in the government. You're like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but yeah. here it's like must stop apocalypse. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, the- and it's like my body is on the line. The marching orders are pretty clear. So I think I think that helps drive the narrative. I think again, like we talked about in this, a lot of these episodes are a bit sloggy and not as fun to watch as seasons one through four. So this this season was a bit of a a harder a harder push for me, and sometimes that's hard to explain why. Yeah, no, I miss the monster of the week episodes. I miss characters I like that don't immediately die or that don't die. As soon as I've had time to get attached to them. Right. Mm -hmm. And it feels like they don't show up often enough. I don't know. It's like straddling that line. Like they show up enough that I love them, but I don't get to enjoy loving them for very long. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that happens. I mean, most obviously with Joe and Ellen right now, but I know it's going to happen with other characters. Yeah, it does. It's just kind of a, a, it becomes a repetitive thing of, hey, here's someone you really like, and they're gone. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, thanks. I guess I won't care about them in the future then. Uh, you know, as the series goes on, we're going to start getting into cycles with the characters of Sam and Dean being really close and then breaking apart and then getting really close and then something happens and they can't trust each other and then they get really close. And like, okay, what's the growth here? Like, do you trust each other or you don't trust each other? Are you in this or are you not in this? Like, Yeah. I don't think we ever have a reason to question, obviously, that they love each other and they're brothers. In mm-hmm. case you didn't know, they're brothers. Oh, are they brothers? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. It's this whole thing. Are they family? <laughs> but I also don't feel like in this season we get much of Sam and Dean liking each other. Mm-hmm. Because they're too busy doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not finding any enjoyment in having each other in their lives. They're just driven to out of, like, obligation because they're brothers. Yes, that is true. Which, I guess if you're trying to save the world, then like... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it, it would be a lot of heavy shit, but mm-hmm. for a TV show, kids, I'm going to need you to, to lighten up a little bit. Lighten the fuck up, please. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to need some creepy kids. Yeah. I'm going to yes. need some fairy tales. I'm going to need some yeah. fucking ghosts once in a while. Just some fun camp monsters. Yeah. Just give me some fucking not monsters. Not just Crowley. Yeah. Where's the camp? Yes. Give me something. It's a long one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other, any last thoughts? I mean, I suppose we could go on for another hour, but frankly, I think that would be a bad idea. I don't think I do. I think I am tapped out of thoughts on this season. Okay. Do you have any favorite quotes that you happen to write down? This is going to be entirely predictable, but definitely the... Last time someone looked at me like mm-hmm. that, I got laid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, ass butt because <laughs> actually, uh, the episode "Free to Be Me and You," which is the third episode of the season, I wrote down more lines from that one than anything else. Like There's... looking at 
them, oh. I'm not sure I would say any of them are like, oh, this is like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think that there are any lines that would be like, oh, best of the season. But things like you were wasted by a Ninja Turtle, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Angel. Mm-hmm. Or the, you know, we've talked about this, personal space. I wrote a bunch down too. Yeah, there was just a lot of good, like, banter in that episode. That's the, so what, I'm Thelma and you're Louise episode? Yeah, yeah. And it's also Cass saying, this is a den of iniquity. (laughs) Yeah. And are we gonna, are we gonna trap Raphael with a nice vinaigrette? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. It was just fun. It was. So, I'm gonna go ahead and say that episode is my favorite quote. Okay. fair fair call yeah i like it i I mean i think i agree (laughs) i think there's just enough in there to be like yeah it's that episode i also like in the previous episode Cass is like i'm i'm hunted i rebelled and i did it all of it for you oh yeah because he never says this shit to sam he doesn't they they don't have that kind of relationship nope and i just think that's important to remember so there's there's some good lines in this uh in this season it just Mm -hmm. it it drags a little in the middle it does yeah okay well then i guess we will find everyone in the next season and the next episode i guess when we come back from the apocalypse who knows what kind of cliffhanger is happening obviously this the show continues for 10 more seasons so i don't think it's that much of a cliffhanger but who knows so yeah so thank you for joining us oh (laughs) no so thank you for joining us on episode five season five of supernatural on the rocks you can find us again at spn on the rocks on instagram and twitter and then if you'd like to support the pod we're at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks with our sister pod glee on the rocks and yeah so i guess we'll catch you next time that's the road so far Exactly. You've been listening to Supernatural on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts, who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and more at SPN on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and more. So until next time, this has been The Road That Was. Mm